Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another edition of the Idaho State Journal Sports Podcast. I'm Andrew Houghton, sports porter at the Idaho State Journal. With me, as always, Madison Guernsey, our editor at the Idaho State Journal. And we have a special guest on the podcast Man. today. Uh, joining us is uh, Adrian Lueveno from Channel 8 Sports. Appreciate for having me on, guys. Yeah, I know you guys have, have seen Adrian around. He's a guy we've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. He's mm-hmm. uh, sort of new to Pocatello as I am. Uh, six months or thereabouts. Six months, yeah, seven months. I think now in February officially. Yeah, that's so it's crazy. Right about the time that I started, right before football season. So we're bringing Adrian on. We want to hear a little bit about his background uh, and just get his thoughts on Idaho State sports, high school sports around the area. Just what he's thought his first six months. So that's what we're gonna do, Madison. Anything that you want to to mention before we jump into it? No, I guess uh, you know, just we'll let you guys. Here, uh, Adrian just kind of described his his background and how he got here, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, so Adrian, first of all, thank, thanks for coming on. What I wanted to know first off is sort of, has it always been TV for you? Is that what you always wanted to do? So here's like the weird part. I always wanted to do TV, but I've kind of dabbled my way through a lot of things. So in high school, we're lucky enough to have a TV program there. So I was able to kind of sports direct that whole situation. So kind of coordinate covering our sports there. Um, I wanted to go to a four-year college at first. It was between San Diego State and Fresno State, but I went to community college first for two years. So that during that time, it was kind of like, what am I going to do? We didn't have a TV program at the community college, so I decided to work for the athletic department hmm. at our college, worked there, wrote articles online, and then um, the local newspaper actually got a hold of me, and so I started freelancing for them. So I would get paid $50 an article. So it was, it was good money for me, you know? It's right. like a community college, living at home still. Yeah. And it worked out, so I did that. Um, then I eventually got to Fresno State and did all my TV stuff there. And I kind of, like, I knew, I knew what I wanted to do early on when I was like ten. I knew I wasn't gonna excel at baseball or basketball. And uh, I was watching Sports Center one day, and my dad said, "Hey, you know, you can be, you can do that. You can be a sports hmm. reporter and anchor." And that kind of blew my mind. I didn't think that was possible. So that's interesting. So you've done the newspaper thing yeah. before, so you're not completely foreign to what we do. That's that's interesting. And it's a whole other respect for you guys because I know the deadline's crucial. Um, and it's also, you have to tell the whole game story. And it's you have to kind of craft through the whole river, if you want to say it, through the whole game. And for us, or as TV, we get 30 seconds worth of highlights and we're out. Right. I, yeah, I mean, I wanted to ask you about that, too, because we see you at the games all the time, and uh-huh. you're, you're staying for a quarter or a uh-huh. half or something and getting yeah. some highlights and then just zooming out to get mm-hmm. to the next high school game or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I mean, how's that pattern of work for you? I mean, how do you manage something like that? It's nice at the same time, too, because that means that we have other things in our community that matter as much mm-hmm. as what we're covering. So, for example, this Saturday was crazy because I was at the Century Girls Basketball game for a quarter, Rushed over to men's basketball, caught the tail end like the last eight minutes. The ISU I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. get very many baskets from ISU, so that was kind of tough. Um, and then I had to race back up to Idaho Falls. Huh. So I leave at 7:45 from Idaho State. Have to I get back to the station around 8:30, 8:45, edit the highlights, write my script, and I'm on at 9:15, 9:20. Right. So yeah. It's a whirlwind, you know. So. And that's every night for you. I mean, your, day, yeah. your deadlines are just as crazy as ours. Yeah. You're just trying to package all that stuff mm-hmm. together and sort of get as much out there as you can. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of you guys because you guys get to watch the whole game and kind of right. and kind of have more in-depth questions. And sometimes I get my first quarter of highlights of the women's game or first half of the game. And it's tough because, like, you're just 
you're editing highlights during the second half, and you kind of miss out in the second half what happens. So that's the only tough thing. But, I mean, I can't complain. I'm doing something that, I'm, that I love to do, and I've always wanted to do. For sure. I mean, what was sort of your your first reaction when you got this offer in, in Pocatello, Idaho Falls, Idaho? So I originally thought I was going to go to Texas. Hmm. I applied to at least 8 to like 12 jobs in Texas. Um, and so in TV, it's very hard because you have, especially sports, if you're going for news, it's a lot easier because there's a lot more positions open. Sure. But for sports, you only have two people or one person, two other stations, and... I applied to eight to ten jobs in Texas. I applied to places in Washington, Nevada, um, and then here I saw this job. We had a guy working here. His name was Tristan uh, Lewis, and he was working here. And he went to Fresno State. I kind of knew him. Reached out, and I got the offer from here. And I, I signed right away. I'd never visited Idaho or Pocatello and or Idaho Falls for that example. And I got here and I was thinking, what did I do? You know, because it was like this this drive, and it was in the middle of nowhere to me. And um, I grew up in a town called Visalia. It's 40 minutes south of Fresno, so it's 100 and 100,000 people there. Hmm. So okay. it's, I mean, I, I kind of was used to this environment, the smaller town environment. Right. But I mean, when you first get here, you're kind of like, whoa, what the heck is is this place? You know, you're kind of you're shocked. You don't know anyone. You have I have no family out here, so yeah, right. it was a whole whirlwind and trying to get used to things. Right, Vizalia is kind of close to, like you said, close to Fresno. I mean, yeah. There's nothing. There's no big cities or anything close to Pocatello, really. Yeah, and that's the thing. Salt Lake. Yeah, I'm used to having a million and a half people right. in our coverage area, you know, and covering like 80 to 90 high schools. So to come wow. here is it's crazy, but it's nice also to kind of you get more in depth here with high schools and and the college level too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna kind of ask is like, what, you know, how have these first six six months months been for you, and have you kind of adjusted to live, living in Idaho? Still trying to adjust to the winter, that's for yeah. sure. I saw snowfall for the first time here in my life. Really? Oh, so yeah, wow. that was weird to me to actually see it. And like the first couple of days, it was like really cool. It was super fun. Yeah. And after that, I hate it now. Like I hate driving <laughs> in it. I hate like being in it. It's super cold. But it's still cool to like, look out your window and you see snow. Um, but yeah, it was a huge adjustment. Uh, I remember when I first got here and I, I told my, my sports director, Dylan Carter, I said, so what are the athletes that we kind of key in on? What are the top recruits here in the area? And he's kind of laughed at me. He's like, you're used to like five-star recruits, four-star recruits, right. aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm used to like seeing Kendall Milton, the Georgia guy. He was a running back in Fresno. And we saw seeing all these guys go to USC and, of course, you have uh, Teogiai from Utah. He's going to Utah from Rigby, yeah. so that's huge, too. But, I mean, the talent's here. I'll tell you that for sure. The right. talent stacks up for California. I know that's my biggest thing coming in here, trying to kind of do comparisons. Like, okay, this is the four four A's compared to, like, the Division Two in California. Hmm. And the level's there. The level for sure is there. I think it's just the speed here. The speed's a little slower than it is in the Central Valley over there. But other than that, these athletes, if they were to move over there, play these Central Valley teams from California, they're competing for sure. Yeah, that's interesting to me because I had a job in Georgia before I came here, and that's sort of the same thing where it's mm-hmm. like a, a big football hotbed, especially yeah. like football and baseball. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen any baseball up here, any high school baseball. I'm excited like for that. that. I am too. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. We're both we're all three baseball guys, right? Yes. I'm a big baseball guy, yeah. yeah. We, we love baseball, so mm-hmm. we're excited for that. But like, I think it's just... Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of kids here who could compete there, but just, yeah. you know, the, the depth of the talent in these mm-hmm. places like Georgia and California is mm-hmm. so much 
so much more. You or know just the, I mean? the financial aspect, too. Like, look sure. at Maria Sanchez. Mm-hmm. You know, she she played soccer. She couldn't play club soccer because of the financial aspects of it. it. Goes to Idaho State, kind of blows it up there. Right, I mean, scored 70 goals in yeah, high school. And it's, yeah, it's nuts to think about. And it's all it takes is one chance. And that's the cool thing about or jobs, too, because it's all it takes is one news director to take a chance on you or one sports editor to take a chance on you. And you're in. It's kind of like a fraternity. Once you're in, you're kind of in, and you have that experience. So it's it's cool to see that aspect here, too, is everyone loves it, and everyone cares about it. And at the same time, too, it's not about, oh, I'm going to get recruited, and I want to play a sport because I want to get recruited. It's more for the love of the game here, and that's cool to see. So I wanted to ask with the segue, has there been a story that you've, you've covered or a story that you've produced or a feature that you've done in these first sort of six, seven months that you have really been proud of, that you've really sort of been your favorite um or justin thomas piece that we did for the next games when he before he left to aspen i believe yeah it was aspen uh we got to talk to him and i got to see his close course and see what he does and mm. that was cool to see how he prepares and because when you look at the x games and watch it on tv you're like oh that's cool but you don't really think about the whole preparation and practice and all the parts they have to buy and use sure. and tinker with and that was cool to go behind the scenes of that and see that aspect of it. So that was one that I was really proud of be able to do and in the snow too, kind of out right, of my yeah. element. Yeah. So it was fun doing that. So you're not a you're not a skier or a snowboarder or anything. I've never done it. So yeah. I mean I wanna get out there and try it, but yeah, I've never done it. It looks hard. People say it is hard. I don't like falling that often either. So For sure. I mean I gotta try it though, right? You gotta yeah. try everything once in life and I figure When's the last next time I'm gonna be up here, in life? You know? Yeah, I mean, you never you, know. And you got the snow for it. I mean, that's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, sort of. What is your what is your long term goal? I mean, where where's the place where you really want to work? Where's where's your dream job? My like, <laughs> it's weird because people ask me that. They're like, what do you want? Where do you want to go? Like, right. what network? What ESPN? <laughs> you know, MLB Network, all that stuff. And of course, if that happens, I I'll love it and it takes its course. But for me, my dream job is to get back to Fresno. Mm-hmm. And to cover what I covered, I grew up watching Fresno State. I grew up watching all the high schools. I remember staying up late waiting for the high school football show mm. and things like that. Um, so just to get back to Fresno and do that, and at that point, it's kind of playing with house money for me. It's once I get back, whatever situation happens, um, it's kind of where I go. But my my dream is always to get back to Fresno, um, and especially to work at the, the ABC station out there. They're owned and operated by Disney, and they're newsroom and the way they do stuff is ridiculous it's awesome the way they coordinate stuff and they put a lot of money into people because they have good stuff hmm. and good feature stories and everything like that so just want to get back to fresno um, and then everything else can take its course from there obviously the big dream will be empty network big baseball guy like yeah. i mentioned earlier yeah. yeah so that'd be cool you know gonna be up there in new jersey and kind of watch baseball for a job I mean, we already have fun watching sports for a job and covering this yeah. so i can't imagine getting paid to watch MLB. Speaking of baseball, did you hear the the news that broke about the possible postseason expansion? No, I did not. It happened today? Yeah. yeah it probably happened while you were just driving down What there. happened? They are they, they might add four. Uh, so instead of each league will get five, seven playoff teams instead wow. of five. And the teams, and there's going to be like, and you can draft your opponent. Essentially, so like. Oh, I heard about that. The top, that. Seat, the top yeah. seat gets to choose who they want to play. Who they want to play. Possibly. Yeah. They, this might be just something that they're like putting out there as a trial balloon, you know, to see whether people see how people react to it. it. You know, yeah. see how the Twitter sphere. Sort yeah. Of, 
reacts to Leaking the story for that? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah this is just a pr- proposal yeah. at this point. You know, I know, I know Madison has some strong takes on, on this. Well, I don't know if they're strong takes. I, I am normally not in favor of playoff expansion, but in baseball's case, I think that would be okay because baseball is so random. You have, yeah. I mean, the Washington Nationals were, what, the last team into the NL playoffs and sure. they won the World Series. Uh, <laughs> don't bring that up. I'm a Dodger fan, man. Sorry, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. But that's, hurts. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like you have to win basically like 95 games to make the playoffs. You yeah. have these really good teams winning 92, 93 games that don't even make it and probably could make a run. Uh, the NBA, on the other hand, has too many playoff teams. Like you never see anyone. Half. They have half. half Correct. And like yeah. no one below like a three seed ever wins the NBA finals, right? So like I, that's a league that could rein in its. Uh, playoff teams but in baseball it's like ah, yeah let's make let's make it more exciting get more teams involved that, that's my opinion baseball if you're going to seven and seven that's 14 out of the 30 teams make it i mean at that point it's basically like the nba or the nhl it's pretty close to me right but there yeah. i think there are more baseball teams every year that have a chance to win a championship than in most other sports for sure i mean but the flip side of that argument is that you don't really you don't want those teams going on random runs. I mean, you want the regular season to count for something. You want like have winning a hundred games in the regular season to actually give you an advantage. You want it to, to mean something, you know. Yeah, you don't but, want these little 80, 88 win teams coming for in sure. having a chance but to how often does the best team in baseball actually win the World Series? Like not often like, it's like, so like half the time. Like, yeah, right. Not as often as basketball. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's so random. Right. Yeah. So but, I think that would make it more exciting. Anyway, we got off on a, a bit of a tangent there. But then they here comes another question too. How long are the series? You know, the three-game series right, or the so five? So yeah. Add a three-game series. No, so a three-game series would be, be crazy. It would be best of three. So two out of three. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Three yeah. Games, yeah. Right. So that yeah. that would be crazy. That would be really fun. That would be actually. wild. I think it'd be fun. I think the the notion of drafting your opponent on live TV is kind of silly. I'm I'm a fan of that. I'm but it's a double-edged sword, right? Because aspects. like, let's say you pick the Nationals and then they beat you in the right, first round right. and like this past year, and it's kind of like, oh well, like. It's you like, just screw yourself. Does the team get motivated that you pick them first? If you sure. like, have the yeah. first exactly. pick, you like, the worst team. Yeah. Like in baseball, I mean, with it just depends like who has their pitching rotation set mm-hmm. up at that time of the year. So there's like so many considerations mm-hmm. that you could take into effect. Yeah. I kind I kind of like that. Or I guess, two, the teams go the other way too and pick the best team, the second best team, and that and your um in your league, and, just try and then just try to knock them out, and then yeah. after that you're all healthy, and then before you start getting injuries and all that stuff. So and there's yeah. three game series. You don't right. play them seven times. Possibly. So, I, I don't know. It's interesting how that happens. I think baseball, though, has a whole other problem when it comes to generational thing. Because when you look at the NBA, from a social media aspect point of it, the NBA allows you to share all these highlights, all yes, this stuff, and yes. you can watch games easily. And the MLB, is, for some reason, cracks down on it. Um, the blackout rules, to me, are outdated. Uh, it's to me, baseball has that problem. They need to fix first too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the NBA, it's like the, there's the second screen of watching the game. I mean, you can watch the game live, but yeah. you can also just watch on Twitter, and yeah. you'll get all the the important highlights across the street uh, across your stream, and you'll get a bunch of jokes about it and stuff mm-hmm. too if you like that. And I, yeah, the, like that's how I consume most of my NBA right yeah. now because I just don't have time, you know, to watch a full NBA game unless yeah. it's a really great game. But like if you're watching Twitter. You're going to be keyed into all the good highlights. You're going to have people saying funny stuff about it. And if somebody's going off or if there's a great game in the fourth quarter, you're going to hear about it and you can flip on sort of the important parts, you know? And yeah. I just think 
MLB, I mean, you can't share highlights, so it makes it harder to manufacture stars, you know? Yeah. You can't market your stars. It's yeah. the whole situation and, of, like, when you ask a coworker that knows nothing about sports, they know who LeBron James is, sure. but they don't know who Mike Trout is. Right. And it's like, that's the problem right there. This are one of the best baseball players ever people don't know about. Yeah. I guess so. the other thing, then, is how are, you, how are you feeling about Mookie Betts? You know, I am still waiting for that official tweet to come out from the Dodgers. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm waiting for. So you know, you've had, it, you've had it agreed to and yanked away yeah, from you that's, once or twice yeah. here now. So I'm just waiting for it to be official. And also, here's another thing, too. I'm really surprised about the amount of Dodger fans in the Idaho area, eastern Idaho area. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm driving around and I see a Dodger hat or I see the sticker on the cars, the license plate frame. Interesting. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. My Dodger fans are out here. Adrian is wearing a blue cap. <laughs> I don't – is that a, is that like a throwback? It's just their batting cap? practice hat batting from practice two years hat. ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With the D. So I, once I saw it like that, I had to get it. I told you uh, Tyler Vanderwall was wearing a Dodgers hat when I did my interview okay. with him at the women's basketball. Oh, game. I like him even more now. He says he's actually an Angels fan. Oh, just, I, I, I take it back. I take it back I, then. He thought the hat was cool. I mean, he's a big <laughs> baseball guy too, though. So. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's a huge get too for Idaho State, by the way. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, what, what was your uh, – what was your impression of Idaho State's football season this year? Um, interesting. I'll tell you that. Sure. Uh, because coming in, people were telling me don't expect much from them and kind of be prepared to be disappointed. And then I come in, and they're rattling off some games. They're competitive in some games, especially the Northern Iowa game. Sure. And I'm like, this team has a chance to do something. And then all of a sudden, I think it was after the Idaho game, right? Or what game was it in the midseason where it just kind of blew up? Well, the Montana game, the, Mon- the Idaho yeah, there's, game, yeah. the Southern Utah. There were a bunch. I mean, the, the Idaho game is think, for me when I was really like, oh, this team actually might not even be mediocre. Yeah. This team actually has a lot of problems. Yeah, that's kind of where I was too. It was like, this team has a chance to, oh man, this is turning south quick. Right. So obviously when that happens, when you're covering a team, like for example, for us, I'm sure you have the same sentiment, is you never really root for teams you're, that you're in the market for, right. but you're always hoping they do well. Because it's a lot fun. It's a lot more fun to cover them when they're doing well. Yeah. So especially with Ryan Looney right now in this eight-game losing streak, it's not that fun because right. he comes in and talk to us, and it's kind of like you heard my spiel already seven other times. Yeah. So it's like, what more can I say about this team, you know? And and he knows that. And also going off to from football to basketball, it's another way you thought this team could do something too. Sure. And they have done stuff, and they have been competitive, but. I think part of Looney's frustration is that he knows if he had some injured players or the transfer waivers went through, this would be a whole other ball game. And right. they could have rattled off. They could be from the bottom half of the big sky to the top half of the big sky easily just by having those couple players on the team or just finishing free throws or yeah. games too. And I think that's the most frustrating part. They're not losing games because they're a bad team. They're just losing games because... They have one too many mistakes or just yeah. random things happen and you can't control that. And I think that's why he's frustrated. I, I, I want to ask you, you mentioned, you know, Ryan Looney and our interactions with him. How, mm-hmm. And I guess in general, you know, working with other media or coaches or athletic departments in Fresno and kind yeah. of your college years, uh, how does that compare to Idaho State? Because every, every market and every athletic department kind of operates a, a little differently, you know? Yeah, uh, Fresno is definitely... It's more business-like. Hmm. They come in. Um, it's First of all, the media rooms are actual media rooms. They're, yeah. yeah, like you have places to put your cameras in. On, you plug into the mics and all that stuff. And um, I was actually talking to a coworker about this the other day and showed him a picture. 
at a Fresno State men's basketball game, we had 10 cameras and six mics huddled around. Yeah. And um, phones, too, from reporters. And it was not uncommon to have three media members there. And you come here, and it's two or three. Now yeah. the NBC is full-time sports, too. Right. So you have them and another TV outlet with we were, that, too. I, we were surprised. When, yeah, I was surprised, when too. When NBC came to that women's basketball yeah. game, it's only there were... Me and you uh, and their camera no, and the student reporter. Yeah. And I was like, wow, four people for, for seeing some yeah. Wesky's post-game press conference. This is as many as I've seen, you know? And it's awesome, too, at the same no, time. It was, it was yeah, it's cool, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was fun. But, yes, yeah, it was a huge adjustment. And um, also coaching-wise, it's it's fun at the same time because I feel like I got to know Ryan Looney a lot more just from having a, a short media availability, you know? Because yeah. he talks to us a lot more off the record about stuff and yeah because he's it's, awesome it's just you and me in there yeah so it's not like he has to share his off the record stuff with a room full of people mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's two people and he knows that we have to do our job but at the same time he knows that he can feed us information and he knows we're not gonna leak it or get all crazy about it like yeah. other media markets so in fresno it was very business like um justin hudson was a coach over there great guy but you don't really get a chance to know him because he's going in and out and that's his thing and he's gonna answer questions so they both have their drawbacks and draw-ins, and um, I don't know if that's even a word, draw-ins. I'm just making it up right now. Um, but at the same time, too, it makes my job easier over there in Fresno because I don't have to ask as many questions. Right. right. And so that's kind of nice where you have different perspectives, but it comes with the territory. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, like, I, it's just like that. I agree, though. It, it is really interesting, and it's nice that you know you, you kind of get a more intimate setting to get to yeah. know the coaches and the athletes. You don't have to fight with 15 other people to get your question asked during the press conference. But yeah. like you said, you also like have to fill, fill the time with sometimes questions that you just have to think of on the fly. Cause he didn't, you know, yeah. Andrew uh, and I duke it down on women's basketball. Sometimes we run over each other, but that's for just sure. right. We ran over, <laughs> over each other to start a couple weeks ago. And I was like, first of all, I was kind of taken aback Cause like, this doesn't happen in Pocatello. We're, we're yeah. so excited to get our question out. <laughs> yeah. It was like... so funny because especially when I first came into um, in football season, I didn't really ask Fennessy that many questions. Right. And yeah. that kind of bugged him low-key, too. He was, like, kind of looking at me like, are you going to say something? Like, he was <laughs> like, come on. Like, what are you going to do? Um, but I was just trying to learn what to do. You know, it's my first job, and you're kind of – you don't want to mess up on your first couple weeks or months here. So Yeah, Rob Fennessy is an interesting guy, too, because, you know, Ryan Looney coming from Division Two has never had any media attention. You know, yeah. you know some, I, but – I assume he hasn't had much because his last two jobs have been in Seattle and San Diego, which are not, they don't really cater to the Division II market, Basketball, right? Maybe right. getting and, a freelance reporter or something, and, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, a, a feature on them if they're good. You know, yeah. you get a reporter in there and Seton Soboleski, the same thing, because he's just had this job for 12 years now. Rob Fennessy, from being back in Montana, has mm. sort of, you know, been in a little bit more charged media atmosphere, mm-hmm. and he's not the guy front and center at the press conferences, obviously, when he was Bobby Hawk's offensive coordinator. But he was, you know, there were people, used to it, people like around him, people asking him questions, you know, people he, so, trying to source things from him when he was at Montana, and there was, you know, competition among media outlets, not crazily, but you know, two or three TV stations and the newspaper and the student paper and you know the radio station and all that. You know, we usually had seven or eight people at Montana press conferences. Yeah. So he's been from it. I think he knows how to deal with it a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, Fennessey's just a little bit more cynical about the whole thing, maybe, than, <laughs> than Ryan Looney is. 
Um, so that's... It's not his favorite thing in the world. You can tell that it's not Fennessy's favorite aspect Correct. of the job yeah. to come in after a game and talk about it, especially after which a loss. Is, which is weird, dude, because he's a really, you know, charismatic and sort of outgoing he is. person. Yeah. He's, like, he's like willing to talk and he's fun to have a conversation with. But yeah, I think he's a, he's the one who's a little bit maybe over it, you yeah. know? It's true. It's true. And you know what? Ryan Looney could be there in three years. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Looney, yeah. I was lucky enough that I will say, Ryan, chill, dude. Like, I know you when you first came here, you know, it's, but um, Ryan's great. I love Ryan. Uh, he's such a good guy to cover. He's probably one of the best coaches I've covered in general, hmm. um, even from Fresno and every other place that I've gone and I tell you as well. But yeah, Ryan's a great guy, knows our jobs, what we have to do, and always gives great quotes. Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always give us great quotes. You, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you knew from a very young age you weren't going to be a star athlete <laughs> when you grew up. What, uh, what, what were your sports growing up as a kid? Um, baseball. Um, I, I never played tackle football, but I played flag football and then basketball. So those were kind of the three that I kind of gravitated towards. Um, looking back on it, though, I wish I played soccer. Hmm. Uh, especially being Mexican, you know, I think, like, you never know. I could have been good. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's my blood. I'll um, never find out. I never, yeah, I never know. Because um, I sometimes, like, when they kick the ball to me, like, on fields, I kind of have, like, a natural touch sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I kind of miss my opportunity. Well, and you and I also have similar builds. I, I don't know how, how tall you are, but mm-hmm. I'm 5'7", and you're... 5'7", five, 5'8", five, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, so soccer kind of suits our... It could have worked, yeah. I mean, suits our builds. I never flourished as a soccer player either, though, unfortunately. My next yeah. life, I'll go back and try to be a soccer player. We'll see how that works out. But it's funny to bring up soccer, too, because um, this is a whole other crazy story that I'll drift on really quick. So when I was at community college, I worked in the library, hmm. and I listened to podcasts whenever I would um, file the books or whatever it was. I forgot what they call when you do that. When you're I think the books away, filing the yeah. books away or whatever it's called. Um, and I was listening to podcasts, and it was a sports media podcast. And it was kind of like, um, don't lie to get the job, but if there's a job opportunity, kind of learn it quick or learn it on the fly while you're doing hmm. the job, right? So I'm listening to this podcast. Cool. I'll take all this advice. And then I see a tweet saying, hey, there's a sports play-by-play opportunity available. Um, DM me if you're interested. So I direct message the guy. Um, one thing leads to another. My information is passed on to the GM of the Fresno Fuego. So at that time, they're part of the USL PDL, which is now the USL League oh, yeah, 2. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So he, he calls me, and he's like, hey, I got your number from this dude. Um, what do you know about soccer? And I'm thinking, oh, man, this guy, this is actually serious. Like, he calls me. <laughs> And I remember the podcast in my head, like, don't, like, lie, but just, like, so I was like, oh, I know all this about soccer, you know? <laughs> and being Mexican, you know, my family watches it, but I never really, like, dove into it. Right. I never, play, like, played FIFA either, so um, they called. I was like, yeah, I know about soccer, but I was kind of slowly getting into it. So I told them, hey, I'm going to Copa America. That was the tournament that they had. It was a centenario, the 100th yeah. anniversary. That so was that a couple was years the ago. the U.S. was in it. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was kind of starting getting into it. And he's like, I guess that kind of got him. So he was like, oh, cool, like, I'll, I'll come to this meeting and we'll set everything up, right? So I'm thinking, oh, man, I have a chance to interview for this job and it's going to be legit. You better learn a lot about yeah, soccer Yeah, so that, that whole week, I was I bought FIFA for my PS4, huh. played FIFA, go. learned commentary stuff from that. It was like binge-watching soccer 24-7 on huh. YouTube on every outlet I can get it on. And I go to the meeting in Fresno. I drive up, and I was at community college, so I drive up to Fresno, go to the meeting, uh, meet this other guy. And he was like, oh, I'm here for that play-by-play job, too. And I'm like, oh, this guy's my competition. Like, what does he know? Like, what, what, I'm, like, I'm done. Like, this is it. So I go in the meeting. I'm sitting in the meeting, and they're talking about all this stuff, about the production aspect. And halfway through it, I'm like, this is a production meeting. 
Yeah. Like, I think this is, I had the job. <laughs> like, I was so confused for a second because there was no formal, like, interview. It wasn't like, oh, what do you know? Right. Um, what's, what's your experience? And I had no experience. So doing this stuff. So, like, I was kind of shocked and didn't know what to do. But that goes back for people that are listening. Hopefully college students are listening to this. And you never know where your first break's going to be. Right. And it, I took advantage of it. Um, I did play to play. I was awful at it for the first couple games. And then you just learn on the fly. And you kind of just start learning your job. Um, I was laid off from that job, actually, because they went a different direction hiring. Uh, because it was too much money, too. It's a minor league team. So they kept one guy and had the GM be the analyst. And so I was out. Right. But then they called me back in halfway through the season because the play-by-play guy there kept on calling out sick and all that stuff. So just because I was there, they knew me, I was able to take this more like a career aspect that way and did play-by-play at Fresno State, hmm. um, did article writing at Fresno State, did TV at Fresno State. So I just kind of navigated my way through everything, and you kind of never know where your first break is going to come. That's interesting. I My story is kind of somewhat similar. I was... Uh... I sort of broke into sports journalism the summer after my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. I was, so I was going to college at the – or my first semester of college, sorry. Yeah. I was going to college at the University of Montana, and I was just sitting around that spring, and I was, like, thinking, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going back to D.C. this summer. That's where I'm from. And I was, yeah. like, Googling. and look, I was, like, maybe I'll play baseball this summer. So I was, like, Googling, looking up for a <laughs> summer league baseball team to play on. And stuff, and like one of the results that came up was there's this college summer league team there, yeah. and they were looking for basically an intern to write game recaps and feature stories and press releases mm-hmm. and sort of just do a bunch of interning stuff, but it, it involved a lot of writing too. And I was like, well, I'm I'm not doing anything better than that this summer, so I applied for it, and sort of that was the first summer where I sort of spent the whole summer writing about sports, and sort of that was how I got your way in. Yeah, I mean, and mm-hmm. after that, I was like, well, I, I'll go be in journalism school now, mm-hmm. you know, because I was writing every day, and I was... What was your major before? I was undecided. My oh, you were undecided? Okay. So I just went there, and uh-huh. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I mean, like, history or English or, yeah. like, you know, like, forestry or something, because you can do that in Montana. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I uh, never knew that. Like, creative writing or something, which I would have hated, probably, you know? Um, <laughs> but, you know, just getting that hands-on experience and... Mm-hmm. You know, by the end of the summer, I was I had done a couple freelance articles for another baseball website online. Mm-hmm. You know, and just having the chance to get your feet under you and do that, it's it's really important. And you just, like Adrian said, I mean, you never know where that's going to come from. But just, I mean, chase those opportunities. Like yeah. you said, if there are college students listening or, or people who want to go into high school, even yeah, and... like you you never know. It may not not sound like a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that this internship I'm talking about was unpaid. Yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't sure I wanted to do it, but just, you know, go after this stuff. And those those will help you build connections and stuff, and, too. And, like, I've heard people, too, that are on TV with me that they're a producer. And they kind of always wondered, what if I would have went a certain different route, like, to be on air, right. to be sports reporters, stuff like that. So, and it's never too late, either. I mean, yeah, you could think, oh, what am I going to do? But, you you know, I, to me, I never want to live knowing what if. Yeah. I could have taken a job as a producer in Fresno that would have paid double my pay here. But I just didn't want to know what if I was there just sitting on the desk producing stuff, what it would be like if I was a sports reporter instead. And I just, I never wanted to, to have that regret either. Is play-by-play a possible career route for you now? Or you uh, I love, I love it. Yeah, into? I love it, but no. I, that career path to me is way too tough. Yeah. There's too much competition. Um, pay is even worse than sure. here. And you're kind of, it's a seasonal too. Mm. So that's a tough part too. If you're doing baseball, you're working... Seven eight months at 
the most and yeah. trying to get like a full-time every job. every single day for seven or eight months. Yeah, that's yeah. true, too. And it's So, I mean, I love it. I'm The chance came up and they said, hey, would you like to do it? I know Steve Shaq's contacted me a couple of times. Like, hey, really? if we, like, emergency, if we need you to do something, will you be able to do it? Said, yeah, I would be, but Steve Shack's never contacted me. <laughs> me either. Yeah, What's I mean, up yeah. with that? I don't know, man. Hey, well, Steve Shack's actually a Fresno guy too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he worked at Fresno yeah, State, go. so we had that connection. Connections. We're both this Bulldogs. Is the anyway. Idaho State SID. Yes. Yeah. I've done a lot of play-by-play for my video games. Correct. I'm yeah. Pretty good at right? it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, I've I've always wanted to. You know, like for me, I would do like a minor league <laughs> baseball season doing yeah. that. I have I have friends. I have one friend from DC who I played ball with as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, who has been doing that for a couple seasons now, you know, getting a gig for a minor league team mm-hmm. and sort of just spending the summer, you know, in North Carolina or wherever mm-hmm. this team happens to be doing play-by-play. And it's just, like Adrian said, I think it's just such a grind. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to be, you're the guy who's updating the game notes every day. Stats. And and... Prepping and keeping stats and doing all the, you know, the media stuff with the local newspaper. You know, you're basically the, the media guy for everybody. How do they sleep? That's I know. It's, it's like, crazy. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, it's really interesting. I mean, when I was living in Missoula and covering the minor league team up there a little bit, you know, I would always. The Osprey, right? Yeah, the yeah. Osprey. I would always talk to the play-by-play guy the paddleheads now mm-hmm. oh that's are. right yeah, that's a cool logo by the way right. yeah the paddleheads is the cool logo i think we see them come to idaho falls they'll be in idaho falls yeah. sometime yeah sometime this, this summer this new season so should be fun to see that paddlehead logo and yeah the, say the, the paddleheads the in a sports sport down the river yeah i know i know the guys some of the guys <laughs> in their front office were really really jazzed about yeah. that you know i'm more of a traditionalist yeah. so i was like yeah gotta uh, sell money make money somehow for sure. right I think, I think they sold a lot of merch off it so i'm happy for them but anyway mm-hmm. um you know doing play-by-play like that would be fun but it's yeah. just such a such a grind yeah and like you said it's seasonal you gotta mm-hmm. have a real job in the yeah. winter Madison, for you at Oregon, too, I know being at Fresno State in Montana, not big journalism schools, but Oregon has a decent program. They're really good there. So when you were there, did you know you want to go newspaper route? Where, what was your kind of situation no. at Oregon? Uh, well, I guess since we all shared our stories, mine, <laughs> my, mine is not as exciting. Um, but no, I... I don't know if you heard the unpaid part of mine. Mine's not very exciting either. Right. No, I, uh, <laughs> I never thought or knew that I wanted to work at a newspaper. I, for a long time, I had wanted to work in sports in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And my, this is actually kind of a cool anecdote, but at my elementary school, all the fifth graders in our yearbook, like it like had our name and underneath it, it like had what we wanted to be like when we yeah. grew up basically and everyone would be like oh i want to be like a basketball player or mm-hmm. like i want to be in the nfl and i think mine was sports commentator that's actually. really cool um and i'm not a sports commentator now but i you know work as a professional in, uh-huh. the, in the sports industry so that was cool but yeah i mean i i did the unpaid thing for bleach report for a few years that was mm-hmm. before bleach report is as big as it is now it's kind right? of like Nation then there now huh? yeah like i made yeah. i i wrote about the seattle mariners made a bunch of slideshows mm-hmm. like 10 free agents the seattle mariners should go after in the off season you know <laughs> those slideshows are so cool I'm and so be, terrible at the same time they, you get a yes. click through everything yes that's a, that's yeah. a page view for every yeah that's slide. true yeah that's yeah a, I, I did the bleach report thing for a while too i had an editing internship with them okay after, nice after college uh, okay. So like going through and like editing the stories yeah. and everything that people were putting up, and it was just like such cheap labor for them. I mean, I got yeah. paid a little bit, and they were like, okay. "Oh, this is an internship that you can put on your resume," but it's just like you know, this is me editing their like 
20 stories a day for them, you know? Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is. So you went from there. So into... I did I did that unpaid for a few years. That was just kind of like a, I just did that because I enjoyed writing about sports. Sure, and uh-huh. I, I was a big Seattle Mariners fan. So I like, you know, kind of knew the team and I enjoyed, you know, voicing my fandom somewhere, yeah. right? That's awesome. Um, and I was actually a business major at the University of Oregon for like a couple years. That's probably smart. That is smart right there. Well, yeah. It, <laughs> it was. Uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do with a business major, though. I was like, yeah, I'll just open up a business one day. You know, it'll be easy. Like, I had no idea what <laughs> I wanted to do. Do a business. Yeah. Uh, I eventually switched to majoring in journalism just for no other... I. I should have gone... I should have been a JC guy like you and then transferred in. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, um... And then at some point, I think my very last year of college, um, I walked into my room one day in my house and someone, somehow a flyer was on my bed advertising openings for the student newspaper there. And I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. And so I, yeah, so I, uh, I applied and got the job and worked at the school paper for one year. And, um, now I'm here sort of a weird set of circumstances that led me to, the Idaho State Journal, but um, yeah, I guess I've always just kind of had a knack for it, and enough people along the way thought I was okay enough at it, and <laughs> so I'm so now. now you're the sports yeah. editor. Here. That's what that's that would be the other piece of advice. I mean, if you think that you are possibly want to go into this at all at some mm-hmm. point down the road, like work for your student newspaper or work for your for your or just go and shadow two people station. or internship it, you know, because. Yeah. Like, even if you have an internship or shadow someone, let's say a kid, because this is me, I used to do that, and you can probably hate it, but at least you never, you'd have to get your whole degree in it, right. or you'd have to go the whole path, but at least you can kind of figure that out later. But that's one thing, too, I'm really surprised about in this market is we don't really have that many Idaho State kids or high school kids or BYU-Idaho <laughs> kids that email us or DM us right. saying, hey, like, I want to shadow, I want to see what you do. And so if you hear this, like, come out and ask us, because I'm sure we would love to help you guys. Um, because we've been there and we know what it's like and you kind of want to dabble into it and that was my thing just kind of always wanting to write a script uh, help out with that mm. or find some scores yeah. for the tv station and kind of do that thing because it's fun to be around this environment yeah so i mean that would be that would be the advice i mean yeah. student newspaper the yeah. radio station at your college anything get your hands TV, on anything, anything. yeah just like, to get those talk, reps talk to the local newspaper and ask if they need stringers you know and i'm sure they do yeah, we, we do. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that. I mean, anything else, Adrian, that you wanted to, to mention before we get off the air here? Um, if you have your best Mexican restaurant places in the area, go ahead and tweet them at me, at A underscore Luevano, L-U-E-V-A-N-O, because I'm always searching for good Mexican restaurants. What, what is what's the best, your favorite so far? Yeah, what's the best you've El Heradero here in Pocatello. Yes. Wow. yes, good man. Yes. I, that's my favorite that's, one right now. That's the correct answer, by the yes. way. Yeah. They're really nice people, too. I'm starting to get to know them, too. And they're really awesome. Do you uh, speak Spanish? I do speak okay. Spanish, yes. Yeah. So here's my problem, though. So my dad was a Spanish teacher. My mm. mom graduated with a Spanish degree. Huh. And I don't speak that good of Spanish. Right. Like, or well of Spanish. So, like, <laughs> I can't even speak English now. Um, but <laughs> I understand everything in Spanish. But speaking wise, it's a little tougher. That was my thing too. Yeah. I can understand most of it, and I just can't. I took it for a long time yeah. in high school and a little bit in college, and mm-hmm. I can understand most of everything, and I just can't speak it yeah. all that well, you know. So I'm, but I'm trying to get in my comfort zone over here now and talking to them, and it's fun. And so if you have your best Mexican restaurant or bread stores, let me know. I've heard Blackfoot has some great places. Hmm. I don't know. I never really dabbled into Blackfoot, so if you have those, let me know. Maybe 
There could be some place in Ryrie or over here in American Falls. And let me know. I want some good stuff. There you have it. Yes. Tweet your, <laughs> your Mexican restaurant recommendations at Adrian. Um, at Andy underscore Loveno. Yes, that's my Twitter handle. Yeah, follow him. Keep yeah. up on all that. He'll have highlights on there for it's, Idaho yeah, State. Yeah, and make sure to watch us, too. And also, like, I didn't really think about this, but we're like rivals, too. You know? We, yeah. We like all of us. Yes, so, for sure. Yeah, you know, so but we're we friendly be, rivals. We can we're be friends sometimes. We're friend, yeah, okay, we're friendly yeah. rivals, you know? So you can click on their articles, read about their stuff, but also but watch also our go, stuff. Yeah, yeah you know? <laughs> and, and, and not watch NBC. <laughs> we need we need the stuff, yeah. Uh, Corinne, she's cool, awesome, got to know her for the first month, but watch yeah, our we'll, stuff. We'll have to have Corinne on here yeah, as well. Watch our stuff. Don't yeah. be jealous, Adrian. But, uh, uh, I will get jealous. Adrian, thanks for coming on the Sports Podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. with us today. Yeah. We appreciate you coming by, and... Thanks for listening, everybody.